Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene. Hi, it's James Martell here, and welcome to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz. It's great to have you with us. Arlene is away, but I do have a very special guest on the line, Kimberly Jubnowski who works alongside Arlene and I as an editor and project coordinator handling, I would say, uh, almost all of our outsourcing projects within the, uh, within the ELAN system. Now, before Kimberly joins us, just a reminder that if you have comments or questions at any time, you can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gotbuzz. Outsourcing successfully, I must say, is a bit of an art form. Uh, and Kimberly has mastered that art form, and those who have successfully done the same now have the ability and probably do get a lot more done in a lot less time. They know how to develop a killer project description to get done exactly what they need. They know how to hire the right person for the job. They know how to get the best possible price. And they know how to do what they do best, and they typically outsource all of the rest. So it's uh, it's a great topic, Kimberly, and uh, welcome back to The Buzz. Thank you for having me. Now, you and I, we've worked together for, uh, I don't even know how long, but it's been quite a while now. How long have you been handling the outsourcing of uh, our projects uh, for now? Probably about a full year now. And you've you've uh, as I said in the uh, in the opening there you've you've mastered the uh, what we call the art of outsourcing and you are dealing with service providers on a on a I wouldn't even say a daily basis in a lot of cases on a, on a minute by minute or an hour by hour. It is, <laughs> it is a minute by minute basis. Yeah. <laughs> to give uh, to give listeners uh, a little bit of an idea of the scope of the type of work that you do, and you are an extensive outsourcer for us. Uh, how many projects have you posted in the last uh, three months? Um, I actually just took a look at that, and it's 52 projects that we've done in the last 12 weeks. And we currently have 16 projects on the go. Two are waiting right now to be awarded. 
Obviously, that's uh, an extensive amount of projects, and uh, many listeners uh, may be brand new to the ELAT system. They may have one project on the go. They may have tried outsourcing in the past and, and didn't do too well with it because there are some nuances that you need to be aware of uh, when, when outsourcing. And we're going to talk a lot about that and share up some tips and advice on, on developing uh, project descriptions, work orders, and, and really outsourcing what you need to get done and not only outsourcing it, but getting back exactly what you would, uh, what you'd like to uh, receive at the end of a successful outsourcing project. If you would, give us some examples of, of those 52 projects. What, what type of work are we outsourcing? Um, well, generally we do three different types of projects. So one would be writing projects. So it could be anything from uh, podcast descriptions to new articles to sales letters, that type of thing. Another one would be graphic design, so any graphics that we need created for social media accounts or banner ads or any graphics that we're creating, that's another type of job. And then the third one would be our favorite, technical issues. <laughs> we would hire a programmer. Usually we work with people on a long-term basis with that because technical issues do always creep up, especially when you're putting it together as many websites as we do. And it's always good to have somebody on hand who's ready to go at the drop of a hat, really. So those are about the three main things that we deal with. So writing, uh, broken down into into articles, sales letters, um, scripting. Sometimes you mentioned graphic design. We do it. We get a lot of graphic design created, and then technical issues. So let's leave our favorite one till the end: uh, technical issues, because it is an important topic, and I do know. Sometimes it stops uh, brand new people in their tracks, and sometimes it starts stops veterans in your tracks. I know yesterday we were having some more technical issues and I lost my cool a little bit, I'll admit it. It was not the coolest handling of it, uh, but sometimes it's just frustrating. But it's sure nice to have good people available to us. And that's one of the things that I do absolutely love about uh, Elance and the ability to outsource. These service providers are available to us on demand. And you mentioned that when we have a technical issue, usually we need to get it fixed right now. We can't wait till tomorrow. We don't wait till three days. We need to get it sorted right now because usually a site is down or something's broken and that's a revenue uh, stopper. And we, of course, we want to, we want to, we want to fix that immediately. But let, let, let's go through a few of the projects, if you would. Pick a, pick a writing project. Uh, and let's let's kind of dissect it for a listener uh, who may be a little bit new to Elance or, or or has heard of Elance but have not been in there yet. So take take one of the writing projects if you would and uh, go through it. Start with uh, maybe the headline and uh, a real quick overview of the project description and uh, and what was done. Okay, so one of our writing projects right now that we have is called Healthy Living Fighting Disease: Ten Articles. So that's one thing right up front that you need to make sure that you include with the project is having a really descriptive heading, telling them exactly what the topic is about and then how many articles you're going to need. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the project description, you want to have as much detail as you possibly can. So the reason for that is that you want the bids to come in reasonable and you want you can only get those reasonable bids when people know exactly what they're bidding on. So if they're wondering, okay, is this, 500 words or 1,000 words, that's when you start getting bids that are out of the ballpark because you haven't specified in it. So we'd start off just by saying, hi, it's Kimberly or James Martell here. Uh, thanks, thank them for bidding on our project. Um, I'm looking for someone who's got a flair for creative writing. 
I'd like the articles to be great and include your personality, stories, and opinions. So give them a general tone of what you're looking for. Uh, we also give them some specifics, like what they'll need to include in the articles, as far as anchor text, bio information, headline styles, which we give them examples to model. And then we also include a checklist of things that we need included. Um, we specify you know, that we want subheadlines, that we want shorter paragraphs. Basically, the more detail here that you give, the better your whole project's going to go. Because also, once you award it, that person can always revert to this first project description, and that's pretty much their guide to the rest of the project. Then we let them know when we want to award it by, um, give them a time frame of when we need all of the work submitted and our expectations for that, and then just uh, thank them for the bids and wait for them to come in. All right, so that's that's a little bit of an overview of some of content being written. How about graphic design? Give us uh, an example of one of those projects. All right, so let me pop back in here. So usually we do graphic design. We'll do a package of them. Oftentimes when you do need graphics, it's not just for one thing. Like if you're doing social media, you might need them for, so, for Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything, because you generally want whatever you're doing, the branding, to carry out through everything. So what we do there is we post a project asking for social media cover art, and then we give them a list of all the social media accounts that we want the graphics to be for. Uh, we give them examples of the text that we would like included. We give them the photographs or logos that we'd like included on them. So giving them a lot of rich detail on what exactly we're expecting. We're not creating the design, but we're giving them all of the elements that we want them to include in the design. Mm -hmm. And then we also give them um, things like dimensions and make sure, again, that they know when the project needs to be done by. And that's pretty much it for those ones. And then, of course, technical issues. Technical issues. Give us some examples of the type of tech issues that we've been dealing with over the last uh, week or two. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> plugins. Anybody who uses WordPress knows that there is an endless amount of plugins that you can use, and there is also an endless amount of problems that come in with those plugins because they conflict with each other. And also, as you upgrade your WordPress, sometimes things break. So there's always little tweaks here and there that need to be made. So one of our recent um, projects was actually a plugin called Hybrid Connect that we were having a problem with the Facebook login. So we needed somebody to look into that. However, once we'd fix the problem, it would then break something else. So <laughs> it turned into a little bit of a multiple thing. But um, usually, usually we'll um, specify the project if it's troubleshooting, if we really don't know what the problem is. So hire somebody to go in and take a look at things, assess it, let us know what's going on, and then fix it. And then there's also the technical issues where we know exactly what, what's happening. We know what's conflicting or we know exactly what's broken and what broke it, but you know, we don't know how to fix it or don't have the time to fix it, which is often the case. It's just the time management thing. So then we'll hire somebody. For, those are the two different types of ways, so troubleshooting and then specific tech issues. And, and in the case of uh, these type of tech issues, we have uh, uh, one of the service providers uh, from Elance who's available to us. We've hired him by the hour, and he's available on call. And we have him specified for 10 hours a week, roughly, but it can fluctuate depending on 
what tech issues need to be done. And usually when we pay at the end of the week, and he may have handled four or five of these types of problems. And I know I just pushed the pay button on uh, uh, for him yesterday. And for the entire week, it cost us $42 or something. So we're not talking a lot of money here. And it's so nice to have these types of uh, service providers available to us on demand. Kimberly, I can see uh, we need to take a quick break. When we return, let's uh, share up those seven tips to rapidly grow your business with outsourcing. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. The Web Marketing Association is now seeking entries for the second annual International Mobile Web Award Competition, recognizing the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world to create and maintain outstanding mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entries is September 30th, 2013. Submit your 2013 Mobile Web Award entry at www.mobile-webaward.org. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast, the essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. The WordPress Community Podcast, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on webmasterradio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene is away today, but I do have Kimberly Juknowski, our editor and project coordinator, on the line, and we're talking about outsourcing. Kimberly, you mentioned uh, before the break uh, the importance of creating a clear project title and description, uh, essentially outlining in detail exactly what you want to have created. Once that's, of course, the bids start to come in, and sometimes you'll see six bids, sometimes you'll see 12, sometimes you'll see 50, depending on the type of project. How do you go at that point? How do you go about evaluating exactly who you're going to award the project to? So the first thing I do is we do our work in Elance, of course, as I said. So they have a five-star rating system. So on the bids, it'll actually show you what rating they have as a service provider. So first I'll take an overview and pluck out all the ones that have, you know, 4.8 to five-star feedback because, you know, Five stars is definitely the way to go. Uh, once I have a select few that I've chosen, I'll actually go into their profile and check their feedback. They've got a really good feedback system in Elance where people get to basically voice their opinion on how the project went, how the service provider was, and this is really valuable to us when we're actually trying to hire somebody because you can get a lot out of that. Um, 
even if there's some negative feedback in there, it's nice to see how the person reacts to that. Um, if they're really aggressive or anything like that, you know, that's generally a red flag that they're not going to be very good to work with. They could have five-star feedback and then have that one-off that was not so good. But if they react badly, you want to stay away from those people. Um, so, yeah, just generally seeing what people have to say about it. And then after that, if everything looks good, I'll go into their portfolio and I'll actually check some of their sample work because you want to have a person who has the right style of writing, and you can pick that up pretty quick by just um, reading a few past articles that they've done. Um, if they don't have samples of something that's related to the topic that you're doing, I actually reach out to them, send them a message and say, can you send me a couple examples on this particular niche topic just to see how the, how the words flow on the page and make sure that they're the right person. One of the things I, I notice you do, you do so well is evaluating the bidders. You mentioned you look for the 4.8 to 5.0 uh, stars or the 4.8 to 5 star service providers. Once in a while, though, you'll see a 5 star that has one or two or three projects. Do you, would, do you still stick with those or do you look for people who have more projects under their belt? I never used to. I always made sure that they had at least, you know, 10 or 15 projects under their belt. However, you know, if you, if you, if you come across somebody and they do have a lot of sample work and you open the line of communication and they do seem like their work is pretty good because a, a lot of freelancers also are new to Elance. So maybe they've done, you know, 100 freelance projects before, but they're just not done in Elance. So they might have, you know, dozens and dozens of sample work. So just in that, those cases, I actually reach out to them and, and uh, see, what, see what their deal is, see how their samples are, and sometimes they do hire them. It's not very often that I do that, but depending on what kind of bids I'm getting, it's, it's definitely not something that I wouldn't do. Um, another thing I look at, though, in the feedback for people who do have a lot of projects under their belt is canceled projects because people can keep their feedback intact by canceling projects because then the contractor who or the provider who hired them, they aren't allowed to leave any feedback if the project was canceled. So if there is, you know, a dozen canceled projects, then that's also a red flag. They could have five stars, but you don't want somebody who's going to bail out on you, you know, four or five days into the project and put you in a bad spot. Yes, and we have uh, we've definitely had that happen. So uh, good good advice. Now, I do also notice that you open up a line of communication very early, sometimes even before you award the project. And then once you award the project, then the communication really begins. Talk about how you how you communicate back and forth. Yeah, most of the time I do actually communicate with them in the bidding process, just because I want to get a feel of how they communicate before I actually award the project because if they're non-responsive in there, they're not going to be responsive to the project. So that's the key thing is to have great communication is imperative to having your project go well. So that's why I do like to, to reach out and talk to them at first. Uh, I also let them know what my expectations are before I hire them so that they know what they're getting into because some people cherry pick jobs. That it happens, you know, you can't avoid it. And, you know, some people just think it's an easy peasy job and lax and, you know, they can submit whatever and I let them know, you know, we have strict timelines, we have, you know, exact deadlines that we need to hit and that we expect communication on a daily basis, that we'd like to see some of the work come in before the whole project is complete, things like that. So I just let them know up front exactly what we expect. And oftentimes they get really positive feedback because they enjoy the communication. So it works out really well. You know what you're getting into on both sides of it. And then 
I know that they can effectively communicate, then I'll go ahead and award with them. I've seen you in action when it comes to assessing their work, and you mentioned communicating early and to actually see some of the work early on in the project, not waiting, and I know you do this, you don't wait till the very end of the project before you start seeing the work coming in. You like to nip any problems in the bud really early, so give some advice on that. Yeah, I would definitely say any project that you do, if it's an article project, definitely get them to do the first article up for you to the specification, and then go through it, and then edit it, make sure that you've addressed any problems or anything that it's missing, you know, give them proper feedback on that one article, but make sure that they don't actually start the project, before, like the rest of the project before they turn that one in. Sometimes, you know, they've written six articles and they give you the one out of the six. Well, that kind of defeats the purpose because now they've wasted all that time. So just let them know that you want to see it, go through it with them, and it just keeps everything on track because then they know right up front, okay, this is what I'm doing wrong, this is what I need to address, or this is what I'm doing right. Right? So it just it helps them. They've got more guidance, and basically it gives them the ability to execute the project perfectly. There's, it cuts back on the back and forth, so you don't have to go back and forth with every single article, every single paragraph. You know, they can use that first one as a model. If the problems start creeping up again, just tell them to go back to that first one, address the issues, because they're the same issues that we had the first time. So it gives them a little bit of something to model. One thing I've noticed, too, uh, watching you deal with service providers, sometimes you'll be dealing with a service provider who we have a tendency to think, I know I did, they're working only for us. Meanwhile, they've got six or eight different clients on the go, and they've got different projects on the go. So sometimes they get off track, even as you said, during the project starts well, things start to slide a little bit. Let's do this. Uh, I, I can see we need to take a break, though. But when we get back, let's talk about how to handle a project that is starting to go bad or one that completely goes right off the rails. We'll do that when we get back. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. The largest event in digital... Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 